0: Today, I'm sitting down with Ben Wheeler. Ben began his journey in lighting from high school and began full-time after graduating. Since then, he's landed major gigs, such as doing lighting for the 21 Pilots Tour, Panic at the Disco, James Taylor, and more. Everyone, please welcome Ben. Hey y'all, I'm Chinmay Pingail, and this is the Young Money Podcast. Through my early adult life, I've always wanted to find a way to make money. As I go through college and the corporate life is awaiting around the corner, I continue wanting to find new hustles, which hopefully can one day take over a corporate job. The Young Money Podcast is for listeners who are looking for new, innovative ways to make money in a way that is feasible for young adults. If you think you or someone you know is making money in a way that people would be interested in hearing about, please email me at cmpingale at gmail.com. Hey, Ben, how are you? I'm doing right. How you doing? I'm okay. It's really hot in Austin. Um, what city are you in right now?
1: Uh, I'm currently in Nashville, Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. It's a great um, city. Also very hot here.
0: I bet. Um, all right. So I did prepare a couple of questions and I appreciate you hopping on like so quickly, um, after reaching out today or whenever (laughs) I know there's some delays, but that's okay. Um, anyway, so I kind of, am hoping for you to get it started with kind of describing what it is exactly that you do and your current kind of gig, um, that you're on. Uh,
1: okay. Yeah. So, I don't really, I don't even know what my official title would be, um, mm-hmm. for the company that I work for, but I, I'm a, I'm a lighting technician, um, and a production technician. So basically I am hired by a band through the company I work for to come into their production team and, mm-hmm. and set up their shows and, uh, and go on tour with them, uh,
0: yeah, that makes sense. And currently, um, you mentioned this to me earlier, you're working with Panic at the disco. Yes, um, I and you be. are so you're going on tour with them,
1: yeah. So I'm going to be on the road with them, going like doing all their shows with them, you know, the the in and out of every day, um, for the next about two months. I our last show is going to be October 26th, so I'm with Got them. It. Then,
0: so has well, OK, so before I get into that actual um, kind of experience you're about to have, could you kind of just talk about how you found yourself in this role, like what steps kind of took place or for you to like kind of jump in this role? And was it like intentional? Did you know you were just going to go into lighting and like stuff like that beforehand?
1: Um, it's funny, I wasn't actually that into lighting. So when I was in uh, high school, um, I went to Bowie and Mm -hmm. uh we i was the head technician there and so i always did stuff with with uh theater production and technical Mm -hmm. production and all of that um and the company that i used to work for before i started touring uh would help set up the the dance show there every year and um i just kind of kept helping them every time they showed up and and uh come my senior year I was like okay well I kind of need a job yeah. and I know how to do some lighting and so mm-hmm. I just I was fortunate enough to to get a job kind of right out of high school and uh obviously with covid um productions and and shows all stopped and and I was I was fired for the better part of 2 years um mm-hmm. and actually stepped away from anything to do with lighting for for a while um and then i was kind of on a whim uh my brother called me about 21 pilots and he he got an offer for it um and that was sometime last june and he was telling me that he couldn't actually go on it and um i was wanting to really get back into the technical production and so i was like hey just just tell him that i'm available and interested and um fortunately enough about two weeks later i got the call that i got the show and ever since then i've been touring so wow okay so, so there's of- a combination of of right time right place and be and knowing what i what i am capable of and, and saying okay i'm here you know let me be a part of your show
0: yeah and it certainly seems like yeah i know like the thing you mentioned about like you were at like that show. So like at your high school, they'd done that show and every year you would help out. That's like something that's like a similarity. I definitely drew to other people specifically like who've also kind of been on that like entertainment side uh, that I've talked to on this podcast, because a lot of upfront work is usually free because you do have to prove it to like them, I guess, or whoever you're trying to work for to a certain extent. So was it more of, like, you reaching out at the end of your senior year and be like, hey, like, I've helped y'all, like, y'all have seen what I've done. Could I have a job? Or was it, like, they, like, reached out to you?
1: Uh, it was actually kind of both. So the the main guy that I always worked with, he, he would come every year. And so he and I had mm-hmm. built up quite a good, uh, like oh nice to see you again type yeah. friendship yeah. where it was like how you been we'd catch up every time and and the last mm-hmm. time I was kind of like you know I'm really I uh, really had no idea what I was going to do after I mm-hmm. graduated Um, and knew that I needed to figure it out quickly and knew that I was passionate about that type of work and so yeah he was like if you're looking for a job and I was like well I kind of am and and it all kind of played out perfectly
0: that does sound pretty perfect um so I, I guess during COVID, that makes sense that there wasn't a lot of work to do. Um, So after that, and you've mentioned like, imagine, did you say Imagine Dragons?
1: Um, no, t- uh, 21 Sorry, <laughs> I
0: don't know why. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 21 Pilots. Yeah, they're kind of the same. No, <laughs> um, um, like, what was that like with like, like your, you said your brother got the contract first and then he like handed it off to you. Could you kind of t- walk us through like, how that actually came about and like kind of were you like excited like was it like insane or what
1: um yeah so so my brother uh does the same thing i do he and i are both technicians and uh, we Mm. work for the same company um we don't actually see each other very frequently um our tours often don't cross (laughs) So, i actually just saw him for the first time in about uh six months wow so Uh um you know it's it's a very you're always gone and you're always doing something but he, uh, he called me up and and it was funny he was actually rubbing it in my face mm-hmm. um when he called about the 21 pilot story was like guess who i'm about to go on tour with that that you don't get to because he knew yeah. that i was a fan um and uh you know back in in high school and, and to this yeah. day really and uh and that's part of the reason i was like i will quit my job right now to go yeah. if if you need somebody i will go right now mm-hmm. and um and when i found out that i got it i was actually in a car with a bunch of my my good friends uh, on our way to denver colorado mm-hmm. and i saw the number pop up on my phone and it, it clicked on like who was calling me and uh and i told everyone like stop like turn off the music everyone stop talking for five yeah. minutes this is roll up the windows you know and uh and they called, and I tried to sound as as professional as possible. course. Cool. Yeah. Like, wasn't freaking out inside, and um, and they said, "Hey, you know, like, so, are you still interested?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you know," like downplaying the, uh-huh. the excitement. And uh, essentially, they told me like my start date and and everything, and I hung up the phone, and I, I all my buddies, I looked at them, I said, "I got it," and all of us just like freaked out it was was a really wonderful moment actually
0: (laughs) that does sound like a pretty cool moment
1: Uh, Um, start to everything so
0: okay so now we're at the point where you've gotten it confirmed that you are um kind of going on tour with 21 pilots could you talk about like the first show that you did um and like kind of what it was that you were doing specifically for them
1: yeah so um the my actual job on that tour um i was running a a what's called a robo spot which is a uh, basically a fancy term for a spotlight but okay uh, the but that was just during the show prior to the show i actually helped build the entire rig from the ground up oh, wow. so um we we go in we were a team of six i believe on that tour mm-hmm. um and the six of us um all from the same company would go in at like about 6 a.m. every day wow. um, and and all the gear would, would show up and we would take it in we'd have a lot of stage hands which are, are local uh, workers basically that that help us and we explain to them what needs to be done and mm-hmm. uh, one piece at a time quite literally it's it's
0: built and hung and sent up into the into the air. What was, what was the rig for that? Like what, what was the actual like kind of set for that tour that you were building? Uh,
1: that tour was, was pretty sizable um, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a bunch of trussing, which is the the structure that you hang a light on. Um, and, and it was a, a bunch of towers and then, and trussing over the stage. Okay. And then it also had five fingers that kind of jetted out over the audience and, and, uh, for the, the shortest one was 40 feet long The Jesus longest one was about ninety. Um, and those were about 60 feet in the air so i mean it's a, it's a big you, you get to see you when you walk into an arena uh it's empty it's just a yeah. big empty room and i mean there's nothing uh-huh. uh you you it's like a basketball court you know yeah ground and there's seats around it there's nothing do you know
0: i'll like try to pop up a picture of it honestly uh what like what was the tour called uh it was
1: the takeover tour uh it was 2021 that's really cool uh i have a ton of pictures too which i'm happy to share Um, no
0: that would be awesome um what like was there ever a time that you could remember where like something went wrong like whether that's during or before and you're kind of like freaking out like what was it
1: so my other job, and mm-hmm. this is just my job, and that has to do with my age, um, the, the older people on the crew typically don't have this job, is uh-huh. is quite literally climber. Um, and so if there's ever an issue that's up in the rig, I put on a harness and I climb wow. uh, a, a rope ladder to uh-huh. the rig and I go out to the issue and I fix it in the air because uh-huh. it's too big to pull down just for one yeah. little problem. And uh, actually, our first day, our first load in um, of the show, uh-huh. it, well, I'll give you some context here. Uh, a load in is supposed to take maybe, maybe six hours. Like that's uh-huh. a that's solid load in time. Um, uh, that that's if you're if everything goes well. Uh, this load in took us about thirteen hours, um, and we actually had to delay the start of the show. Mm-hmm. wow and that's because i spent three hours climbing around the rig i was up in it um, uh, just drenched and and try and chasing down every little problem we could find and, and that's oh just it is at the beginning of a tour is you you work out all the kinks uh mm-hmm. early on and as as it progresses it gets smoother and smoother and hopefully by the last show you have an idea of actually what you're doing there
0: yeah that makes sense so where was like this first show uh
1: that show would have been. Oh, where was it? Where did we start? Denver. We started in Denver, Denver Colorado, and uh, that was our first arena show. And uh, what was cool about that tour, and not a lot of tours do this, is mm-hmm. we actually spent a week in every city. And oh wow! The first, the first night in the city, we would do a bar show, just a little, very oh. intimate, maybe 150 people in the crowd. Match. Yeah. Yeah. Then the next night we would do a club, and there'd be three hundred people, and the set would be a little bit bigger. And then, the the third night it was a theater, and there's you know a thousand people, and mm-hmm. the set got pretty sizable. And by the fourth night, the arena night, you know there's fifteen thousand people, and mm-hmm. it's a whole show. Every every wow. piece, of each show combined to make the whole thing. And so that's why it was called the takeovers. Basically, they were emulating starting from scratch and yeah. to the size they were wow it was really fun and cool tour to be a part of
0: yeah that does sound really cool so you would do this in every city that you went to like more or less yep oh wow so how many cities total was that first so that tour, was? That
1: tour was, uh, was about six cities i think okay. it, was, it was that which isn't that many um for a tour but because of the style that it was you know yeah. it's still a six week tour uh I feel like that doesn't sound right, but but um, but it was the cities we did go in were were really fun too, and and it was my first time in a lot of them. Yeah, Um, that sounds really. LA, Chicago, Boston, a lot of a lot mm -hmm. of big cities. So it was a lot of
0: fun. So what what which one would you say like was your favorite? Whether that's like from the crowd or just like personal, like which one did you like the most?
1: Uh, I particularly remember. The Forum in LA. Okay, um, nice. Uh, which, you know, it being like my first tour, I was just excited to be working in the Forum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a very venue. It's and, and work, yeah, everyone worked there. Um, and I remember standing. Uh, I stand to the the backstage, and but you can see the whole audience from mm-hmm. there. And I was just staring out and seeing people that paid a lot of money to be there for one day yeah. uh-huh. but more importantly they they came to the show to experience it one time yeah and and they sat there and they're watching the show and to them this is the huge production that's all mysterious and mm-hmm. and just to like to some of the diehard fans like this really magical moment of their life yeah and and I was sitting there and I was looking at them and there was this little kid down front and and I was staring at him and I was like, this kid's going to remember this moment for the rest of his life. Yeah. And to me, it was just another day of work. Yeah. And it, that was when it clicked, like how, how much I enjoyed it and, and realized the size and scope of what it was that I was doing. And I was really thankful to be a part of it.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I know for like certain concerts that I've been to where like, um, I really enjoy the artists. Those are like still things I like remember. But like exactly as you said, like that's just another day for the artists and like the entire crew. Um, that's really interesting. So after like let's say, so the tour's wrapping up. Like what happens like right after the tour? What were kind of like your main reflections on it, and like where do you go from there?
1: Um. Well right after the tour it's it's uh it's kind of hard actually to readjust um after a tour mm-hmm. to to going home you know you, you when you are on tour you're you're flown or drove everywhere yeah. you have a schedule every day you're mm-hmm. fed three times a day it's it's very structured yeah. very and then you're excited every day it's it's new you're in a new place you're meeting hundreds of new people a day mm-hmm. seeing thousands of new people a day and then you go home and you go, okay, you know, yeah. home And and it, it is a hard adjustment. Um, there's actually um, there's this thing called a post tour depression. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, it's like you go home and everything feels very uneventful. Yeah, uh, but uh, separate from that, you you also spend months with these people on this crew that all came from different companies different like the band you know you meet all these fun cool people who do different positions on the tour there's sound people there's light people there's uh video yeah and you you become a, a traveling family for sure like you i mean mm-hmm. you see them day and night you live with them on a tour bus etc and then the tour ends and you might never see them again you say wow. it was good working with you yeah um, I haven't seen anyone from that tour since, uh, Wow! it's just, it, that's just the nature of it. Um, and it's the same with every tour, every tour, you meet these new people. Uh, that was a, that was a crew of almost, I think it was with the band and, and all of their people, it was 90 people, mm-hmm. uh, that you, you see day in and day out. And then on my next tour, it was James Taylor. I, I toured with him, uh, oh, over nice. the, over the summer. And he was forty people that I got to know very well and loved dearly. Haven't seen any of them since. Uh, <laughs> um, but you keep in touch, and but you all kind of go your separate ways. And and yeah, anyone who works in this industry is technically a subcontractor. You mm-hmm. once the tour's over, you go okay. I need to find my next one. Yeah, uh, to, to continue to get paid, to continue to work. Mm-hmm. So if you're lucky you just kind of keep going and and I've been fortunate this year to to just kind of keep that momentum going and so it was uh I did that one I was off for a while started James Taylor went to Stevie Nicks uh and now I'm out with Panic at the Disco oh wow
0: so this is like your fourth one right now that you're on
1: yep this would be my fourth tour okay uh, in a year
0: <laughs> so does it ever get like does it ever get old like I mean you're traveling with amazing artists with probably huge fan bases is it ever like do you ever just get kind of tired of it or do you think like this is kind of like you're you're happy to do this like kind of for a while
1: it's kind of a loaded question i would say um (laughs) because yes uh you you can get tired especially if your crew you don't necessarily get along with your crew uh, which is a lot um uh, and and things like that, or if or if the band you're with is not that exciting to you, um, fortunately I haven't really had those experiences too much yet, but I'm sure my time is coming. Um, it's definitely possible to get tired of it, and get maybe not of the job, but tired of the tour you're on, mm-hmm. or where you are, or what you're doing on a tour. Um, the the nature of of tours changes a lot. Um uh older more professional tours that have been doing it for decades like james taylor that was a breeze it was easy everyone knew what they were doing it they had such a a well done tour every everyone was so professional um pilots i i would never speak bad about them for a second but that one was chaotic i mean that oh yeah you you you're moving around it's it's a younger camp Uh, a lot of people that that a lot of their their main crew the stage manager production manager that the heads were friends of theirs Uh uh, that they kind of just let fall into those positions and so sometimes maybe they don't quite know what to do and uh and so it would make things hard sometimes but
0: that makes uh, sense
1: you can get tired of it but i would also say that it's just an exciting job um with with how new everything is every day Mm mm-hmm It kind of keeps it fresh the whole time.
0: That makes sense. Would you say like, what is kind of, would you say is like the long-term goal with this gig that you have? Like, is this something like potentially, so you're hired by like a company that then gets contracts and gives them to you. Like, would you want to take over like that type of role where you start your own? Or like, do you just think like for like the future, it's kind of just lighting for now? um or like do you ever see yourself pivoting
1: um so there's kind of a hierarchy um mm-hmm. to to lighting and, and any any technical side that kind of goes through being the the climber and the tech to being the uh front of house technician the people that run the show that you mm-hmm. see a little uh blocked off area in the middle of the crowd yeah that's kind of step up which i'm slowly uh pivoting into but then beyond that there's a position called an ld which is a a lighting designer slash director Mm -hmm. Um, and they kind of they they build the show virtually and and Mm -hmm. with the artist they work directly with the artist interesting yeah Uh, and basically create the vision with the artist of what the mm-hmm. show's going to look like they build it uh, with cad drawings and things yeah and uh and then they get to be on the tour and and maybe run the show or or just say hey do that and this and and tell you what to do and don't mm-hmm. have to do anything. one day i'm hoping to be in that position i'm, I'm learning all the things that 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 job requires mm-hmm. um but that's down the road i am enjoying my position now and kind of soaking it up while i can and you come with it mm-hmm. um personally my my eventually eventual goal um, is to be in a band you know to be to be the the guy getting lit but <laughs> it's a whole other thing
0: Yeah, (laughs) well, I hope both of those kind of paths work out for you. Um, Would you, is there any advice you'd give to someone who's interested in like the entertainment side of like, or like the technical side of entertainment, whether that's music or something else that you think worked for you and like could work for others who might be listening? Um,
1: Yeah, I would say to always hop on an opportunity that comes your way. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not necessarily in the trajectory of where you're trying to go, mm-hmm. having another notch in your belt is is more important than sometimes what you know. And um, even the educational side of of this industry, um, like a lot of a lot of uh, productions won't look at your formal education side. They'll look at what you've done, the mm-hmm. things the, the people you know is a big one. network yeah. like um but just anything you can do uh to say oh yeah you know at one point i was doing this the yeah. right person can hear you and 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 see you and you you'll keep moving and uh never stop expanding what you know never stop learning as, as cliche as that is that mm-hmm. is really important um is to always every show you do you're going to be presented with something you haven't worked with or someone who knows something that you've never Mm -hmm. heard of and that's why they're doing what you want to do and so just always learning that that next step is a big thing
0: got it that makes sense i think that's really good advice too and i like draw parallels to that i've like heard other people say that as well um I think those were kind of all my questions. So now I guess I'll kind of just hand it over to you. If you have any like plugs or any parting advice or whatever you want to say for like this last part, um, now's your chance. Hmm.
1: That's a, I I don't have much. Um, I I will say, but I, I would say that, that I think sometimes people, uh, glamorize things, Mm -hmm. um, a little bit more than they are. Um, and to anyone that is is starting this kind of job, yes, it does have a lot of fun sides to it, but it's also a, a very physical job, a very yeah. um, demanding job. Um, and so as much as I would love to say that I'm always out partying or always out having a time or meeting mm-hmm. all these people, and yes, all that does happen, um, it's also a job and you are working and, uh, and there's a certain level of professionality that, that I think a lot of people believe it lacks yeah but it's 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 really it to the people that are interested in it i would say don't let that deter you either because it's it's a job that sometimes you'll sit back and go I am i don't have much room to complain uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the day uh, yeah i could i could be doing a lot of other things that are a lot less fulfilling and i'm really thankful for for the job i do have
0: Brilliant. Well, I really appreciate you coming on, Ben. Um, and thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, brother. I appreciate Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Young Money podcast. If you yourself or someone you know would be interested in coming on speaking on this podcast, please email cmpingale at gmail.com and I'll be more than glad to see what I can do.